Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode number 43 of Journal Talk. This is the podcast for exploring the many, many, many facets of journal writing, and it's where we create some inspiration for using our journals to deepen our journey in life. And today's episode is with the lively and wise Miss Rachel LeBlanc, and our theme is uh, Journaling for Everyday Celebration. I enjoyed this interview I had with Rachel. She gives us so many great examples of how journal writing can be used. She talks about settling conflicts. Actually, she talks a lot about relationships. I love the way she says that we can know ourselves only through the relationships that we have with others. You can't know yourself by just looking at yourself. You can't bottle yourself up in a journal or anything and get to know yourself just through looking at you. You only know yourself through relationships with other people. That's where you get to find out who you are. Love that. She has lots of journaling. You know, there's there's actually a lot of journal activities that I can think of to bring the aspect of relationships into play. But she goes into panic and anxiety and depression and on a positive note, gratitude, you know, so she she covers a wide variety of things. She makes several mentions of using your journal for creating an action plan. I love it. So Rachel LeBlanc is a wellness and balance coach. She's a meditation teacher, a Reiki master, you know, all these things that require a high degree of emotional intuition and empathy. And uh, Rachel is the author of two books. One is called Your Daily Slice Journal. The subtitle celebrates something about your life daily. And the other book, she's actually written a chapter in an anthology called How the Fierce Handle Fear. And in that book, she shares about her relationship with fear. She has some great personal stories to share with us. And she has a special offer. For you, the Journal Talk listeners, she has generously offered to do a meditation with you personally. So she'll give you the details about that toward the end of the interview. As you'll see, Rachel has lots to offer. She's full of life and she's conversant in so many of the important issues of life. But you know, the overarching theme in her website, through her conversation. The overarching theme is about daily celebration of life. And it's a philosophy that she has titled Cake Every Day. <laughs> Having cake every day. I I just love it. It makes it just makes it sound so fun. I can't wait to share that with you about her. In keeping with the theme this week, I'd like to start off this episode with one of my It is my favorite. It is the one favorite journaling exercise of all time for me. And anyone who knows me well knows where I'm going with this cake every day theme. (laughs) It's a quick journaling exercise. It's simple. 
I've never heard somebody say they don't have enough time for this one. You do have enough time for this one. This one is easy. It's one of those exercises that is very quiet and it's very sneaky and it doesn't seem like much of a journal entry at first, but if you engage in this practice over time, it really sneaks up real slowly on you. You you won't notice the profound shift in your life until weeks or maybe months later, but there's definitely a surprise attack of joy and celebration that happens eventually. And it's my favorite journaling exercise is answering the question, what's the best part of your day? What's the best part of my day today? And it's just that. You just simply answer that one question. Uh, It might be one sentence. It could be a page or it could be a couple of paragraphs, whatever it takes. On the most simple of simple days, it could simply just be a quiet moment that you had to yourself and some kind of reflection or thought that you had. It might be something funny that happened at the office or at work. Many times for me, I've noticed that the best parts of my day have to do with relationships. A nice time that I had with somebody or a a pleasant conversation that I shared with someone. Or it could be something interesting, you know, developing an idea with, with a good friend of mine or a really rare conversation that I had or talking to somebody I haven't talked to in a long time. I'll note that that was the best part of my day. Another theme for me is food. <laughs> food sometimes is the best part of my day. Like, wow, I just had like the best authentic Mexican taco. <laughs> and uh, that'll be the best part of my day. Or having a memory, you know, or just a memory hit me and I wanted to make note of it. It was the best part of my day was, you know, remembering the way I felt when I was nine years old and something happened. Uh, my birthday, I got the Pac-Man. I got that little Pac-Man arcade game when I was nine years old. Planning something for the future. Sometimes we're making plans and you're feeling in the groove and it's things are going well. Boy, I want to write this down. It's the best part of my day. Or finally, getting something off of my to-do list. So there's a wide variety of different types of answers. There are some days when it really isn't easy to answer that question. There are just, you know, sometimes I've had a really cranky, bad day, and I just can't think of anything pleasant that's worth writing about. Sometimes it's like, you know, you know what? Right now is the best part of my day, like sitting here with my journal and just taking a moment for myself to even be able to ask this question. Uh, There's really nothing else, you know. When I get into those spaces, sometimes I will cheat just a little bit and I'll open up the window of time and I'll include like the past 24 hours. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like this immediate you know, day that I'm in. Maybe what's the best thing that's happened in the past 24 hours Or if I really need to cheat, I can open up the future a little bit. What's the best thing that's happened in the, you know, like, what's the best thing coming in the day ahead? What am I looking forward to the most, you know, in in the day? Especially if I'm writing in the the early morning, sometimes I wake up and I'll, first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll write. And obviously, since I've just woken up, there hasn't had time for anything wonderful or remarkable to happen. So... So I might write about what I imagine the best part of my day will be. 
So I kind of cheat. The worst thing that you can do, okay, the worst answer to this exercise is, you know, what's the best part of your day? Um, nothing. <laughs> you know, that's really coming from a very stuck place. There's really, there's not much you can do there. You don't even have, I mean, if you don't even name something, then you don't have a baseline to work with. And I've been on coaching calls with people and I've done, you know, coaching with others and I'll ask them what's been the best part of your day so far. And when they say nothing or I can't think of anything, you know, I start asking about specific things in their day. So, you know, what, what did you have for lunch today? Um, turkey sandwich. Okay. So did you enjoy your turkey sandwich? Uh, you know, it's okay. It's just a plain turkey sandwich. I mean, it's, it wasn't bad. Okay. So I, was there anything in your day that was better <laughs> than your turkey sandwich? Was was that experience of eating your turkey sandwich, was, was that the best part of your day? Or was there something that happened that was better, you know? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> so then I would say... The best part of your day was eating a plain old turkey sandwich. Own it. Celebrate it. Write it down. That's the whole idea. Sometimes the best part of your day is a plain old turkey sandwich. And you'll get better at it as you practice it more and more. And after, I don't know, a few days, a week, maybe two, two weeks, a few weeks, what happens is you start to be on the lookout for the best part of your day. You know, like, what am I going to write as the best part of my day? Oh, I, I know what I'm going to write. And I think this might be the best benefit from all my 30 years of journal writing is just training yourself to pay attention to the best parts of your day. You know, it's it goes back to well, all the all the experts talk about, you know, gratitude and and the law of attraction and you know, keeping keeping an eye open for what I love about life. Having that skill is worth way more than collecting a bunch of answers on a piece of paper uh, or typing it into your to your notebook. And I've enjoyed this practice. I mean, there was one year I remember I went out January 1st. It was actually for Christmas time. I went out and got myself a gift. I bought one of those little pocket calendar. It was not a journal. It's the only time that I took a calendar and made it into my journaling. It had space enough for like you know, it's a small little handheld, you know, fits in your pocket kind of calendar. So it only had enough room on each day of the year for like like two sentences, you know, it was, you'd have to write kind of small. And I filled that calendar each day, just answering the question, what's been the best part of my day in each one of those little squares. And, you know, being able to look back at the end of the year, December 31st, you get to the end and you see 365 best things about my year. It's incredible. I mean, and and the best part of it is knowing and seeing who I have become in that process. I'm not the same person that I was at the beginning of the year making this plan. So it's really an amazing thing. What's the best part of my day? If you just, just get in the habit of answering that question every day for a while or every few days, however you want to do it, 
Have fun with it. Let me know what you think. I love getting feedback. And I think it's time to introduce my guest this week. Her name is Rachel LeBlanc. I've told you all about her. She's an author, a life and wellness coach, a meditation teacher, a Reiki master. She's dealt with a lot of pain and panic and anxiety. She'll tell us a little about that. And she's turned herself around and she's showing others how to appreciate life as well. Cake every day. You'll hear it in her voice. She's full of zest and zeal. And I hope you enjoy this interview with Rachel LeBlanc. Welcome to Journal Talk, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I just can't wait to hear about Cake Every Day. I am so excited to be here, and I just want you to know that I really, really appreciate you inviting me to the show. You um, bet. There's nothing like sharing, you know, your gift. Mm. And I feel like that's, you know, what I'm doing. Like, I feel like sharing, like it's sharing what I've been able to do and accomplish, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sharing a part of a healing process in hopes that it works for other people as well. Yes. Very good. Well, uh, I would love to hear more about it. I just love the name of it, though. Just saying, cake every day. Cake every day, right? It's so <laughs> just sweet. Saying that is like sounds so fun. And is it the kind of cake I can I can have as much as I want and not gain any weight, right? Absolutely, not one ounce, not one ounce. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your uh, coaching circle and how you help people. Well, so cake every day. A little bit of the backstory. Cake Every Day came about as, you know, first of all, I love cake, right? So, cake. <laughs> <laughs> and some time ago, I suffered from panic attack and anxiety attacks, and I felt I was really in this very strange place. And I remember thinking, oh my God, if I ever live through this, you know, I'm going to celebrate something about my life every day. Mm. And uh, so it's like cake, it's like having cake every day. If you celebrate, you know, cake comes with celebration. So that's kind of how the name came about. And the coaching, you know, you don't really know all the time why you experience what you experience on this journey. You know, we all, the only time you really show up is in relationships, Mm -hmm. right? We can talk to ourselves all day long. But the only time that we really show up and have an impact is with other people. So um, not knowing that me just sharing my story would have such an impact on people that were experiencing the same thing. I mean, we all have fear, but for it to cripple you is something that lots of people, millions of people experience um, in the United States. So by me sharing that, it began a healing process for others as well as myself, you know, to continue to heal. But then I thought, wow, like, why not have this conversation on a regular basis so that people that need to hear it or need to have a safe place to have the conversation about their fear, you know, this will be a platform for that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what the coaching first came about was, you know, just sharing me, me realizing that that experience wasn't for me. It was for me to share so that other people can begin their healing process. Wow. That's, that's great. That's wonderful. And tell us a little bit, uh, just for people who can relate or for people who can't relate, what is it like having struggle with anxiety and panic. What, what was that like for you? Well, it's a very dark place. It's embarrassing, right? It's not something that you want people to know. 
And because of that, it starts to affect relationships because your behavior changes. You don't do the things that you used to do the way that you used to do them. So people that are around you unknowingly, all they see is your behavior changing. You may not want to go out to dinner as often. You may not want to hang out when really it's kind of a social anxiety, right? But you're afraid to say that, so you just let people beat you up because you're embarrassed. Uh, it's like being on at the top of a roller coaster that's about to drop. Oh, that's, wow. how, that's what the anxiety feels like. It's that you're standing, you're just like driving or you're in a room full of people and that feeling hits nowhere. So it's really like that, you know what I mean? Mhm, mhm. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That's a that helps people put it into a perspective. And then, I understand you went into uh, Reiki and became. Uh, um, are you a Reiki master? I am a Reiki master. I'm a master meditation teacher, and I'm a Reiki master. So one of the wow. other things that came out of this process was understanding how important balance was, and yes. and to be balanced and. So in my quest to find that for myself, one of the things I discovered in, during this process, there are three things. Journaling was one very big one. Meditation was another very big one. And I tell, tell people all the time, my meditation wasn't like me having an epiphany. It was me just needing to be still. <laughs> so I kind of stumbled upon it, you know. Uh-huh. It started to really make a significant difference in how I moved around my day and how things landed with me. So that's how I began the meditation process, like on a regular basis. And then the more I realized that it was having such a great impact, the more I, you know, did the research and learned more about it and wanted, again, to share one of the things that helped me heal. The same thing with journaling. It was instrumental, being able to have a safe place to express my feelings. Because remember, when you're embarrassed, who are you going to tell? You know, you have to work that out. So for me, it was through, through journaling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great safe space to say anything because you're speaking to the audience of your inner internal audience. Yeah. And it's an on, and you can be honest, and you know, it's 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 safe. It's yeah. safe. So yeah. for me, it, it was amazing that I would read back some of the things that I had written, and. After a two-year period, I had discovered a new plan for my life. I had actually written a plan for my life for the next year. Oh, wow. And ended up leaving my job and moving to New York. From uh, New York, from where? From San Diego, California. Oh, my goodness, all the way across the country. So imagine not being able to leave the house (laughs) to being able to travel to New York where there's gazillions of people. Oh, yes. You yes, know, all over, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, and so that that's a breakthrough in itself, absolutely, absolutely. So that's how I know it works, that's how I know it works, and that's why I wanted to share it. Very good, very good. You speak a lot about balance, and you mentioned before that that was one of the key items for you. Uh, tell us about your book that you're is it out yet, or uh, we're no, it's not. I'm just. I'm just laying the groundwork for it. It's called Getting Back to Balance. And it's a conversation with people that, including myself, that have had life experiences that have kind of knocked them off of their center. Mm. And in the process by which they get back to to balance, like, you know, like I I shared what worked for me, 
and by other people sharing what works for them, you know, there may be something that really resonates with someone else, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So it's a collection of stories about people and how they get back to their balance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, great. Can't wait to hear more about that. Do you have somebody that you're working with? Is there a, a brand or a, a publisher we should be checking once in a while with? Not yet, but I will definitely keep you posted so that you can okay. share that information. I will definitely keep you posted. All right. Absolutely. Super, super. Do you have any uh, special, give us some of the, some of the uh, icing, if you will, ha, 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 some of the icing on the cake of your journaling <laughs> practice. What, what, is, uh, what, what is Rachel's uh, journaling formula? Well, um, one of my biggest things, is gratitude. I love gratitude journaling. I love how it shows up on people. We all, I always start my clients off with a 21-day gratitude journaling session. Mm. And, and it's amazing some of the things that come back, that come back, mm-hmm. you know, from that. Mm-hmm. It's just confirmation. You know, I love, I love that. The other thing that I like doing with journaling is, like I said, the bal- I have a balance wheel that I use where we examine you know, areas in our lives that we're falling below the line and we want to um, enhance or improve. So we journal to those specific areas, you know, like it could be finance. It could be like, you know, the reason I'm not committed to my finances because, and, and, and be honest, it's a place to be honest about it. And if I were committed to finance, my life would look like such and such, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's put it, make it tangible so that we can put together some action items and get it done. I love it. And lastly, I love journaling around the laws of the universe because I think they're very powerful and, again, it provides a platform for people to really stand in their power and create and manifest the things that they want to create and manifest in their lives. It makes things tangible. That's why I love the written word. You know, and once Mm -hmm. it's there, it's there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bringing things into getting it out of the head and making it real on paper, something you can work with. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell us about connecting to source. Well, you know, for for me, the meditation piece was really, really instrumental in that. Um, and I think that my my experience has been, especially with coaching people, the one on ones. It's amazing how far away we be, we get when you know how life pulls us away from 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 source or from God or the universe or whatever people you know whichever term mm-hmm. works for people, but I find that if we can connect to source daily, it gives us some resources. It gives mm-hmm. us access to something. So regardless of what the day has in store for us, we've already grounded ourselves. We've already centered and balanced ourselves for the most part. You know, I mean, stuff happens and it is what it is, right? But, you know, I think that sometimes we forget, you know, like that we're protected and that we're supported and we go off on tangents on our own, forgetting that we don't have to do that by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the, the connection, you know, the connection for me is meditation or it could be journey. It could be a lot of nature. It could be anything. But for me, just connecting to that is just a reminder that, you know, we are all connected and we are in this very big space together. And for me, I find that it's really instrumental in helping meet people where they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and seeing that source in them as well. Share what you mean about that. 
Meaning that if I if there's conflict, I'm not coming. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a conflict with with you as a person. I have a conflict with an action or something that you've done. But I love you. We're connected. I see spirit in you. So that's always going to be there. But I may have conflict with something you've done or said, and we can address it as such. But mm-hmm. a lot of times people mistake that for I don't like that person or I don't like you know, and it's really not uh-huh. that. It's, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. you know how they've showed up or or your experience of them, which is temporary. Mhm, mhm. Well, it's shifting your focus from absolutely from the almost like the from the person and their spirit, and looking at what's bothering what what behind all that what's what's bothering you about you really. Yeah, because, you know, it's funny, Dr. Phil, I would watch his show, and he would always say that his father would say, there's something about that person that I don't like about myself. <laughs> and, you know, it goes back to, you know, us showing up when we're in relationships. That's, mm-hmm. that's the meat and potatoes of life. That's, that's where we see our mirrors. That's where we see the people that we attract in our lives. And, mm-hmm. um, and we have to be honest about what that looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and accountable. Yeah, accountable. Um, that just landed for me. Yeah, accountable. And what is accountability? What does that mean for you? It means making everything a choice and not a have to. Mm. Because as soon as we make things a have to, we are stuck. So if everything is a choice, we always get to choose something different. Whether it's work, whether it's a poor relationship, whether whatever it is, it's all it's all a choice. And even in cho- not even in not choosing, we're still making a choice. <laughs> choosing not to choose. Choosing not to choose is still a choice. Mhm, mhm. I love it. And so, these kinds of shifts that I love the way you describe them—you know, the shift from uh, choice to have, or from have to to choice—the shift from seeing a problem in somebody to a problem in yourself that you are seeing manifest through a relationship with somebody—all these shifts. You believe meditation and journaling has a has a piece in this? For me, I think it has. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, and my coaching other people is always a gift for me because I learn something from every last one of my clients. Mm. From every last every last session there's a lesson in there for me as well. Mm. So, because in, in in actuality, I'm I'm you know walking with them, and just helping them to identify that everything they need is already there. So it's always a wonderment for me to you know it's it's constant confirmation that we all really already have everything that we need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just hidden behind our filters and our layers of stuff, you know. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Rachel, how can the people get in touch with you? I'm sure people want to hear more and they want to learn more about your coaching circle and, and how it all works. Uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, there's a couple of ways. I'm on Twitter at Cake Every Day, and I'm on Facebook at Cake Every Day, and my website is my name.com, Rachel LeBlanc, and that's R-A-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-E-B-L-A-N-C, LeBlanc. There is a coaching special up on the site. There's a few of the services that I offer that are on the site. There's a couple of blog posts that are on the site. And uh, the link for the book is also there. Oh, great. So that's a, yeah. a book about everything. The link yeah. for the book 
Mm-hmm. In the first book, too, How the Fears, How the Fears Handle Fear, which was the first um, book that I contributed to, the anthology that I contributed to, where I actually shared my, you know, journey through fear. But all that is on the website. And that's really it. I mean, when I have cake every day, I also have the Tumblr. But I'm usually on Twitter and Facebook, mostly. Mm-hmm. And my name at gmail.com is my email address if anyone wants to reach out via email. Okay. I am completely available. All right, great. And I understand you've made a special offer for Journal Talk listeners. Do you want to yes. talk about that? Yes. I, so I talked a little bit earlier about the balance wheel, the wheel mm-hmm. of life. So um, if anyone's interested in having and get, receiving that, I will do a journaling session, a, med- a, a meditation and journaling session with them around the balance wheel nice. for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. And so they should get wow. in touch with you and just mention this show? Absolutely. Of All course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, Rachel, it is. You had, I hate to cut this uh, off. We are. Uh, this, I feel like we're just getting warmed up. Well, I can always come back. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that. This has been a very good introduction of who you are. It has been very delightful hearing directly from uh, from you, Rachel, and all these things. I've been kind of keeping in touch with you like a um, paparazzi. <laughs> I've been I've listened well, to can, several of your of your other podcasts and thinking, wow, she is just she's just got a knack for this. So I'm so glad you made some time to to come here and share with the journal talk audience as well. Thank you. You are more than welcome, and I will, I will come back anytime. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, we'll we'll stay in touch and and make that happen. Thank you so much. All right, Rachel. Take care. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da-da-da.